there. I'm Amy Connell. Welcome to Graced Health, the podcast for women who want simple and grace-filled ways to take care of themselves and enjoy a little chocolate in the process. I'm a certified personal trainer and nutrition coach who wants you to know your eating, movement, and body don't have to be perfect. You just need to be able to do what you're called to do. If you are a longer time listener of the Grace Health Podcast or have started cluing in or tuning in more recently and listening to some of the most downloaded episodes, chances are you have met my guest on this special bonus episode, Emily Baker. Emily joined us in season three when we talked about what exactly is grace. It's such a small word with such a big meaning. And I think she just really broke it down and brought such wisdom and peace to to the word that I use probably more than anything else. Emily is um, moving into a new little step in her life. And so I thought it was really exciting. And I wanted to uh, bring this to you. So that way you could learn and consider all that she is talking about. Emily is a story group facilitator, which we'll get into in a minute. She has been in full-time ministry for many years. Uh, She's a longtime fitness coach and has been moving into the role of counselor and a group facilitator using a method she calls story work. So first, Emily, I want to say welcome. I'm glad you're here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to have this. Um, you and I have been friends a long time and we've talked about, I talked about this when last time you were on and you have really been educating me about story work and uh, the importance of kind of digging into our past, which we're going to get into here in a little bit. But I wanted to bring you on because I want my listeners to hear um, just a little smidge about it. You know, you you introduced me to the word of thirst. So I, <laughs> I want to um, introduce my community to this concept of story work. Can you tell us a little bit about it? And uh, what was your journey in getting here? Yeah, so it is... Um kind of self-explanatory. If you think about it, it's doing the hard work of looking at our stories. Everyone has a story, Um, but we often don't really know our full life narrative, so to speak. So for me, here's kind of the journey of how I got here. So I've been in full-time ministry for most of my married life. We've been married 25 years. And even before that with youth groups and college ministries and things. And Obviously, in ministry, there's a lot of relational discussion of of experiences and life and stories and all that's great. And the gospel itself is a story in the Bible. Um, And so, but I think I have lived most of that time pretty out of touch with what is, um, what stories am I living on? Kind of the why behind who I am. So about five years ago, um, a very generous man in our community that we are close friends with, he offered to send Ryan, my husband and I, to a weekend conference. And it was a Dan Allender story workshop. Well, I already love Dan Allender because I love his books. He's a counselor and uh, writer. And I mean, honestly, for someone to offer us a trip to Denver and to it's all paid expense, I was like, it could be really anything. And I would say yes. Uh, <laughs> but it happened to be a man I already loved, Dan Allender. And so we went and before we went, we had a little bit of homework and it basically the homework was write a story, like a two page story of a traumatic event of your childhood. Well, when I read that, I was really at a loss because I did not think I had anything traumatic. 
I really was one of those people that thought I kind of had a perfect childhood. And I mean, I've had things along the way, bumps in the road, but by and large, pretty much perfect. And that's just not true. We are living in a broken world and no one is living in Eden. And I think I just had this kind of imagination. Like I just didn't have a lot of experience with trauma because that word is so strong. So as they kind of coached me to how to look at how to even find a story, I was able to name a few things that were hurtful and kind of like they stuck in my head. And that's always kind of a a key. And so I wrote a story, not thinking it was going to be much. And um, the weekend was incredibly powerful because of course I got to hear amazing teaching uh, from Dean Allender and kind of how our narratives are played out and how they collide with our spouses and how they affect our parenting style. And, you know, just so much uh, was opened up to me. And then we go into our groups. They put us into groups of six people. I was not with my husband. We were in several different small groups. And in that group, we all shared our stories at different times. And so when I shared my story, there were some themes that I thought maybe could be there or some things I had been feeling, but I wasn't sure. And to have um, everyone in the group from all different places in life, male and female, and the facilitator who's incredibly trained and obviously a counselor, affirm certain things that I was feeling. And I even questioned it. Like, you really think that my, you know, this or that, or this character in the story uh, was it was life-changing to me. It was like affirming that I was not crazy to think this. And that's maybe why I act like this in these circumstances. And then in that same setting to get to hear other stories of harm, some that we would consider very mild to extreme abuse, um, to get to hold those people's stories and even be one of the members of the group to get to offer care and affirmation and empathy and to see them experience, obviously, the, the sadness of re-experiencing it, but then the healing of being held by really kind people. Um, the, the weekend was truly life-changing for me. And so it put my husband and I onto a journey where we realized we want to do more of this. And so for the, the next four years, he and I individually traveled to Seattle to the Allender Center and, and did more and more of this work. We did level one and level two of what they call, um, we, we call it story work because that's the easy way, um, but it's um, narrative focused trauma care is what they call it. And so it is digging into stories of harm in order to find healing. And so I have decided through all of this experience that I want to offer that space to others and basically invite people to tell their story, to learn to write it and tell it, and then to engage with others, their stories. So that's kind of what story work is. Okay. Wow. Well, thank you very much. I love how you say, um, taking the harm and leading that to healing, uh, Mm. and, and the, the path between that, you know, it's interesting, Emily, I have had, I have been having more and more counselors and therapists on the show lately. And, because I'm privy to download numbers, I know that this is uh, something that people are interested in learning, uh, or at least in in my community. I have really smart people in my community. So, (laughs) but um, one of the things that I hear 
every, I think every single time I've had a counselor on is either something to the tune of I'm booked and I'm not accepting new clients. I'm booked three months out. Um, I, you know, we are so full. We are, um, we are hiring more people. I mean, this is definitely a, um, a, a needed element in our lives right now, but with regards to this type of counseling that you're talking about with it, you know, the story work and the more narrative focused, um, and mm-hmm. the, and particularly with all that's going on in our world, right? Like we are recording this and Afghanistan is, um, I mean, I don't even have the words for it. We are, we thought we were coming out of COVID. We're not yet. Um, there's racial tensions are still high. We're still, I mean, there's just a lot of, um, <clears throat> well, there's a lot of current trauma in our world. Um, why are you encouraging people to dig up things that may have happened 30 years ago? Because the other thing I hear oftentimes from people is like, well, that's in the past and the past is the past and I just want to move on. So mm. help me understand a little bit about um, why, how the, what the benefit is, is if mm-hmm. going so far in our past when we have so much going on right now. Mm. Such a good question. And I love that you said that people say the past is the past um, because it has been so proven that the past is not dead. It's not even the past when it comes to our neurobiology, right? So our, the reason I think this theory and it's in, it's the Allener theory, but there's other people that do the story narrative theory. And the idea is that we have um, trauma responses. All of us have experienced levels of trauma, levels of harm, and we respond to them. And we learn from very young ages how to respond, or we just, um, you know, through our family units and our communities, we learn um, coping mechanisms. And so, yes, we are in global trauma right now, and we have not experienced this much trauma in our lifetime. And what what we are all seeing is that everybody is having trauma responses based on their story. So I like to call it, it's storied, right? So what I'm doing is storied, what you're doing. So if I already was someone that acted like um, everyone's overreacting, everyone chill out, then I'm doing that with the pandemic. If I already was someone that worried a lot and um, was nervous, that's heightened and that's coming out. If I was someone that um, didn't really um, want to put myself at risk, um, I am hiding. I am, I am fearful to get out. If I am someone that is a risk taker and I kind of want to defy all gravity, I'm out there saying, you know, so you, you're seeing in our world right now, trauma played out and it's all storied. And, and when, so neurobiology in the last decade, neuroscience has proven that when people are aware of their own stories. They are, we would call it like um, self-reflection. When they are aware of who they are, they are more empathetic. And our world could sure use some empathy. And so this is, this story work is far from selfish endeavor. This is actually making us more um, capable of loving because until the harm in our heart has been named, and tamed, right? We don't name it to to blame. We name it 
to say, this is how I'm hurt. This is what it does to me. And I want healing. So until that's really been dealt with, we can't love others well. And so often you'll even hear people say, well, I don't want to do that kind of counseling because I'm just having issues with my kids or I'm having marriage issues. And I would tell them every time it's storied. So your attachment theory and your husband's attachment style are colliding and what you might feel abandoned and he might feel um, like an overpowering mother is colliding, right? And so until you know the stories of why you are, why you are like, there's an obsession right now with the Enneagram. And I love that because it's a great step into knowing who you are Mm -hmm. and a little bit of your story, but it's not even going to the depth of the why. And the why is what are the stories that shaped me? And um, some of the stories are implicit, implicit and explicit memory is something that's new for me. Um, I'm not big word person. (laughs) So those are like big words to me, but explicit memory are the memories that we can, we can tell you. I remember when I went to third grade and this happened, implicit memory is in our body and it's not accessible right away, but it's when someone frowns at me and begins an angry tone and it creates in my body a fear because my dad did that. Or when someone raises their hand towards me and they think they're going to give me a high five and I flinch my body says I'm going to be harmed. You know, so implicit memory is our responses that are um, very embedded. And so until we really access these stories, we're, we're responding into this global trauma. We are all responding out of these trauma stories. Well, so that leads to the, that leads me to ask how, I mean, if the, if the hidden stories um, or the embodied trauma Mm-hmm. that you describe, like that makes sense, but how are they accessed if we're, if we don't even remember them, if it's that implicit part, mm-hmm. um, or we don't even remember it very well. I mean, like, how does that work? Right. A lot of people will say, I don't have a lot of memories from childhood. I don't think it was great, but I don't remember. And mm-hmm. actually there's been several studies done, um, and a really good one from the university of Texas, which I hate to claim because I'm, I'm <laughs> But a really good study came out that when you write or type, but when you write, more memory is accessed. And obviously, a lot of us journal or keep, um, you know, diary type notes. But when you are trying to be particular with memory um, and you, it's fuzzy, but you begin to write it and we call it landing the plane. So, yes, we can sometimes all we can do like an overview writing that's like, well, I was born here and had this sibling and we want to get into stories where we are actually feeling the story again. So if I don't have a lot of memory, but I know something really bad happened a certain day that I came home from school and my mom was crying and this and that, if I can even remember what I was maybe wearing or the weather or just anything that I can access while I'm writing, my body is going to start feeling certain things. And if I can learn to pay attention to what, what is that and why am I feeling like tightness in my throat or even further after I've written my story and it's maybe detailed in some areas, but vague in others, there's parts that I'm, I've, I've kind of gotten blank spots as I'm telling it. And people are asking me questions, not analytically, but they're kind of trying to get me a little bit more into that story. Well, how did that feel? And, where was dad? And it's accessing more and more of that implicit memory. And I'm often, you'll see this happening 
you'll see people get fidgety or um, nervous or get super sad about certain, and they're not sure, but something's there. And so telling our stories accesses the implicit stories as to why, why do I respond to people? Even my style of relating, why am I an extrovert and why do I try to, you know, why there's something unsafe about certain things and there's certain things that are safe. And those stories that we write reveal so much. And I think I learned that very first weekend, how powerful this theory is because I saw people bringing stories and you hear this so often. I don't know if this is the right story to tell, but I'm going to try. And so much is revealed in just one story because so often we don't realize we're bringing in several of the characters, you know? Uh, And so anyway, implicit memory is triggered and released in just that storytelling process. That seems really powerful. Mm. Um, I mean, even just as I talk to you, I've just, I've got all kinds of things running (laughs) in my mind in the background, but I'm curious why this, why you're choosing to do this type of story work in a group setting, because that seems a little scary and it seems quite vulnerable. Um, Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about why um, a group setting is uh, rather than individual is the way that, um, that you are approaching this, um, this story work. Yeah, I, I will eventually move into private, obviously individual counseling. And I want to do that. And I think right now I really want to create a space for people to experience the power in sitting with other people's stories and kind of getting the experience of being counseled and counseling. So that you, you know, a lot of times we'll have like, um, you know, when you have a a, a time with your friend and you're sharing something and then you leave and you have kind of that vulnerable hangover, (laughs) (laughs) there is something about the group therapy that everybody gets exactly 45 minutes to read their story and have it engaged and have their time and come out of that, take a deep breath, have a transition time, and then someone else gets their turn. And I will say, yes, it's vulnerable. And, um, and Kurt Thompson is one of my favorite. Um, he is, he's written several books, but he's a neurobiologist and he has, um, he's also a believer and he has just over and over expressed the importance of being known. And when we can be vulnerable and we, and our eyes meet that, those mirror neurons, empathetic eyes, and they don't leave us. And we can be honest about how we're feeling and they can say, anything to the degree of, I hear you, I see you there, that attunement, it changes. That's the healing. So the healing process, it can come through individual counseling and it's an amazing thing. But when you hear not just the counselor or the facilitator say, um, I really hear a sadness in your heart that your mom wasn't there for you. And you look around the room and everyone's nodding. I mean, there's been times where I've said, wait, you guys think this person did that. You think, you think that too? And everyone is agreeing. They're hearing what I was not able to name. So we often will write stories that we don't even realize. We, we've, ha- we've had to push down a lot of our old um, harm. And so when not just one counselor, but many the, the, those other you know, participants are agreeing, that affirmation is really powerful. And, and Kurt Thompson calls it earned, secure attachment. So we all have some degree of, um, you know, attachment issues because we're all being raised by, uh, 
sinners. <laughs> I believe it. We're all sinners. And I'm going to do things to my children that aren't fully helpful. And they're going to have issues and all that to say, we all need attunement. And that attunement is just the, the, the interaction of, I hear you. I see you. I I'm with you and I'm not going to leave you. Um, and so he calls it earned, um, secure attachment because as adults, we need our spouse or our friends or a counselor, we need people to hear our stories of harm and say, that hurts. I hurt with you and I, I want to care for you and I want to walk with you. Um, we're not going to say things like, I'll pray for you or um, all things work together for the good. You know, We're just not going to bungee cord you out of your pain, but we're going to go in it with you um, to the point that you feel all of a sudden that you're not alone. And so there's something really quite powerful. And the groups that I'm going to actually be leading are going to be on Zoom, even though it's less um, effective in terms of body language and um, just the experience of being with humans. There does create that ability to be with someone that might be in California or New Jersey. And there's that an- anonymity that people need. And so maybe even like my husband who went, he did not have to be a pastor. So he's a full-time pastor. But when he went to go be in this group therapy, you know, at the Allender Center, he didn't even say, I'm a pastor. He was just a guy. And he got to bring his stories and be very young and very vulnerable. And he got care and the healing has changed his life. So that's why I'm doing this at first, just to be that group facilitator, because I've experienced it and I want others to get to. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds very similar to what, to the healing that you and, and your husband both experienced in the physical small group settings when you were, um, at, at the Allender center. Um, okay. So if someone is interested in joining one of your groups, uh, what's Mm -hmm. the next step? How do they reach you? Well, so I'm like starting a band in my garage kind of, you know, so I don't have my (laughs) website yet. So I am, I'm just emailing at this point. I am emailing and, and assimilating these groups um, with people that are interested. They're saying, Hey, I want to do this. I'm offering three different times because it's a seven week program and you have to commit to every Monday night for seven weeks, September through October, you know, or every Tuesday morning. And so I have a morning, noon and a night class basically. Um, and so if you were interested in joining one of these groups, you would have to um, email me. And it's my full name, Emily Alice Baker at gmail.com. Super personal. You're just going to email me and say, Hey, I'm interested. Will you send me the info? And I will send the info. And um, I am probably going to offer a pretty significant discount for this first round because this first group is going to be the first. Now, not the first to ever do this. So I am truly. Um, taking everything I've done through the Islander Center, which is tried and true, and I'm going to, you know, do it. I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel, but it is still my first time and I want it to be a great experience for people. And I have no doubt it will be an amazing experience, but it is still kind of like, hey, I'm new at this. Try me out. And so anyway, that's how they would get in touch with me. And then um, from there, I would just be in communication about um, which groups are full and which groups are still available and um, getting everyone their assignments. And there's going to be a little bit of, um, I'm going to coach everyone, obviously up front, how to write your story, how to even find the story you want to bring. Um, and then from there, a little bit of, um, homework each week. So that's kind of how they get in touch with me. Pretty basic. Awesome. And I will put your email in the show notes. One thing I, um, 
I am going to challenge you on is even though you're offering a discounted rate for this first time, I would Mm -hmm. not discount your wisdom. You and I have had a lot of conversations. I've kind of gotten free counseling (laughs) with some of this. And while I have not gone through the program or done that, just what you have been able to teach me along the way uh, in the last several years has um, been really instrumental. I have been able to identify certain aspects of the way I'm feeling or reacting and be able to know a little bit of the why behind that. So I, um, I I don't want you discounting that wisdom that you have and that you have earned really through, through your hard work of story work. Um, Emily, I just think that this is great. I'm, um, I'm really excited for this path that God has put you on and I am fully confident that he's going to, um, help or he will heal um, people through the the group story work that you're offering. Mm -hmm. And uh, community, if you are interested in this, reach out to Emily. It's, you don't have to do it. Even just reach out to her, learn a little bit more. And I can tell you, I have known Emily for 40, 40 years. Yeah. What? (laughs) We were first grade. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, and she is just a light. She's a joy. She's she definitely was a great um, expert on giving grace. And you will not regret um, the time and the investment that you take in, in doing this. So, um, you know, at, as Emily, as you know, on this podcast, I, uh, I like to offer one simple thing at the end of every episode, because sometimes we do a lot. So off the cuff, since we are doing this kind of as a as sort of as a live episode, uh, I'm going to say that the, you know, the one simple thing I want people to remember is our stories impact, the stories of our past impact how we are today. And mm-hmm. understanding how that ha- impacts us can help us in all of our um, avenues and it can help in our parenting. It can help in our relationships, in our um, jobs and really even how we, um, you know, how we react to just the things that we're seeing right now. So reach out to Emily. Great. Great. Thank you for ending that way because I will just say from my two cents, it has made me a much better mother and my kids have noticed it. I am uh, just, you know, when you're, when your child's having a meltdown about what they're going to wear the next day, it's so easy to be like, split, split, you know, get over it, suck it up buttercup. And I, I just, even my kids have said, I'm so thankful you've done story work, you know, like it's just, it, it does affect everything about how we interact with people. So thank it you for does. saying that. It does. Awesome. Yeah. So make sure that you reach out to Emily. Her email is in the show notes. Okay, that is all for today. Go out there and have a great day. 